Good evening, Central. So as has been the case with a lot of our Sunday evening sermons, this is going to be more of a, a training, equipping sermon, um, maybe less of a, a theological sermon. But you have your cards, um, a lot of been on a lot of pews. Some it may not be a copy for everyone, but maybe for most of the families. And there's extras around too. And that's kind of going to be a general outline of tonight's sermon. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Adam did a sermon a few weeks ago. I guess it was two weeks ago, titled "When an Outsider Comes In," about how we handle it when somebody visits Central, and what are the maybe some ideas of how to how to approach them, how to welcome them, what should we have in the back of our mind as we interact with them. And so tonight's sermon is actually kind of the opposite, when we go out. And so we're going to get to that in a little bit. But I think things are really exciting at Central. I think they have been for a while, but I think that they continue to be. If you read my Bulletin article today, then you've seen that we're building an evangelism toolbox here at Central. And there's a lot of different parts to that that, is, that, are, just, that are for anybody. And they're also for particular situations, particular people. But we are trying to build a toolbox that everyone can use for whatever situation uh, you might find yourself in. And so we're gathering a lot of those tools. And if you want to read more about that, that's in the bulletin for you. But more than just collecting tools together for a toolbox, we are trying to train and teach each other, you know, everyone in here, how to use those tools so that we can feel equipped, so that we can feel prepared, so that we can feel confident to actually share Jesus with other people and to share our faith when we have the opportunity to do so. More than just teaching all of us how to do it, you may have noticed we're trying to get people in as coordinators of different ministries, um, whether that's card writing or whether that's visitor bags or whether that's, uh, there's a number of things. We're trying to get people um, to coordinate those things so that it's more organized, so that it, that it flows better, so that we're more effective in sharing our faith and doing the work we're called to do in the kingdom. And so it's, we're trying to make it a congregational thing. That's what it's supposed to be. That's the way that, that Jesus designed it when he established his church. Now, one of the tools that we are using is the training that we received from House to House, Heart to Heart, and their School of Evangelism. And over the last month, Adam has taught and equipped us to carry out and accomplish a lot of different things, specifically when it relates to contacts, to card writing, and to visitors. And so if you go all the way back to like the first Sunday in October, Adam talked a lot about contacts. And those are extremely crucial in our effort to share our faith. We can't share our faith if we have no one to share it with. And that's not just about having one or two people that we're like, hmm, th those are kind of on our radar. It's more than that. We need tons and tons of contacts. And that's kind of what my sermon this morning was about, how we share with everyone before we get to move on to the next step, because everyone needs to hear the gospel. They need to hear about Jesus. Now, the majority of our contacts, the majority of people we know that are not Christians, are not going to want to move on to the next step. They're not going to want to really know more about our faith or about the Bible. And that's unfortunate, but that's also just the way it is. Uh, we can't beat ourselves up about that. But if we only have a few contacts, you'll end up getting nobody that wants to move on to the next step. And so that's why we have a lot of contacts, and those turn into prospects, people that are actually have hearts that are seeking, that are wanting to know more about the gospel. So that's why we have those evangelism bookmarks of all the names that we have of people we are trying to reach out to. Um, we are assembling a congregational list of contacts as part of our evangelism toolbox so that we can 
hopefully move some of them to the next step. Then after contacts, once we have those, we can start focusing on doing a little bit more with them. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is through our card writing. We've been doing that for basically a year at this point. And that's a really effective way of just letting people know in a very nice, friendly, you know, unobtrusive way that, that we're here, that Central's here, we're thinking about you, that we love them, and ultimately, God loves them dearly. And so the car writing teams that we are on are building these bridges to those souls to allow them and us, or both of us, to eventually cross those bridges. And so that's part of our evangelism toolbox, is the card writing teams that we have that are meant to, to let people know that there's a family of God's people here that love them, that want them here, and that are thinking about them. And you may already know that, that we have three ladies that are really working hard to make that uh, make that flow really nicely and easily and freely and smoothly for us, and that's Sherry Sanderson and Lois Laveau and Pam Cagle. And they work hard to make sure all of our cards are together, the lists are accurate, and that we know what we need to write and who we need to write to. What is really cool is that sometimes... All we have to do is write the cards and build that bridge, and then people will come to us. We have a really technical word for that. It's called a visitor. But one of Central's greatest strengths is our ability, I think, to welcome people, to make them feel welcome, to make them feel loved. I know this morning, and maybe even tonight, but I know this morning we had a lot of visitors, and I saw a lot of people talking to them and welcoming them, giving them a visitor bag, which was awesome. That's, that's the point. We want to be a family that welcomes all people, because going back to this morning, they're all quality people because they are created in the image of God. And so that's amazing. Keep being friendly. Keep showing love to our visitors. And we're trying to improve that area even more. And so um, all of our Miller ladies, Sharon, Jennifer, Macy, and Madison, are working on our visitor bags and trying to make those even more welcoming, uh, maybe something that will be even more beneficial for our visitors when they come and when they come into our doors. But a lot of times, people are not willing to cross that bridge and to come to us. We may send them the cards. They may know about us. They may have even met a few of us. But they're not going to take the step to come to, to worship. They're not going to make the step to come to Central. And so when that happens, it falls to us to go to them. We can have thousands of contacts, and we can send them hundreds of cards. But if we never meet them, if we never talk to them, then we're never going to have Bible studies, and we're never really going to have much of an opportunity to share our faith. Now, some people make it very easy, and they, they come to us, and that's great. And, they, and we get to develop a relationship that way. But some people, we've got to go to them and to develop that relationship, to open those doors to share the gospel. And I'm not talking about just visiting random people either. I'm talking about taking the lists that we talked about, those contacts, taking those contacts, making them or adding them to our card writing lists, and once we have built those bridges with very specific people, then visiting them, then taking the next step. It's about taking the people already in our lives, our family, our friends, our coworkers, people that know us, people that we know need Jesus, and making a concerted effort to reach them. You know, it would be really nice if, if the Great Commission said, um, wait for them to come, but it doesn't. It says to go. And so that's exactly what we have to do sometimes. So what needs to happen when we as insiders go out? And this is where your cards are kind of give the outline of the sermon. So we have a little bit of a framework for visiting. Um, and this is not to make it overcomplicated. This is really just to, to almost dumb it down and make it 
to show us that anybody can do this, that we all can do this. The first thing we do is we have to select. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, says this, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under, the, under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Visiting people is not just something that we, we rush in and do, and, and just keep doing it nonstop to whoever we can find. There is a time to visit people. There is a time to go, to go out and to share our faith. And we need to select our times of visiting very thoughtfully and very intentionally and very carefully. It's really only after we have built bridges of love and compassion through weeks of relationship building of card writing that we really get the opportunity to visit people. And not only is selecting the time that you go visit correct, but selecting the people is important too. You know, after we've, we've written cards for people for, you know, three or four weeks, we're going to need people that are willing in our family, in the central family, to go and visit them. We're going we're gonna to need individuals or families or, or, or couples to be willing to, to take maybe an hour out of their night every so often to go and visit somebody who may be interested in knowing more about central. So evaluate yourself. Is visiting people something that you're good at? Is visiting people something you want to improve at? Is visiting something visiting people something that you're willing to do? Just like in a lot of the previous nights, we've kind of had we've kind of told you some people who have stepped up to coordinate different areas. Adam has agreed to coordinate this part, where he we're gonna he's gonna coordinate our visiting teams. And I'll explain a little bit more what that means, but essentially what that means is he's gonna let people know when it's time to visit and who needs to be visited, kind of what their background is, what their address is. And if you're willing to visit, Adam will re reach out to you and let you know when there's a need. But the next step, after you select the, the time and the people to go do it, we need to specify. Matthew 22, verses 14 is a verse from this morning. It says, For many are called, but few are chosen. If everyone at Central wrote 10 names on their evangelism bookmark, we'd have close to 2,000 contacts in the greater Paducah area. Now, we're not going to get to visit every single one of those people, at least not yet. Most of them are not ready for us to visit them. We haven't built bridges of love and compassion to a majority of those people. But we have built bridges of love to some of those people. And those are the few that we will choose. Those are the few that we will specify that need a visit. The way this works is simple. Adam is going to keep track of all the people in our card writing lists and, and how long we've been writing to them, and how re receptive they've been. You know, some people may not want cards anymore. They don't want people to come. Some people may have a really positive response to that. And as, when somebody's ready to receive a visit, when they've received cards for a while, and, and they've been appreciative of it, or they, they show an interest, he'll contact somebody who's agreed to be a, a, on the visiting team, and say, hey, this, this person, you know, need, needs a visit. Um, so anytime in the next week, do you have free, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? 
just swing by there um, and, and give them a visit. Let them know that, that we are thinking about them, that we want them to know more about us, and we want to know more about them. Then the next step on this framework for visiting is supply. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21 says, Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. On your cards, it, it kind of says, go with a gift. That part is really optional. Um, you, you can take a gift if you want. You don't have to. But what isn't optional is the kindness that you supply that person. The idea behind this step is that the people we visit are not just people. They're not just numbers on a contact list. They're not just somebody that we're trying to sell our latest spiritual product to. No, they're, they're souls. They're people that God loves dearly, that God created. And they're people that we should love dearly. They're fellow children of God. And we need to desire that they be a part of God's kingdom. And when you think about them that way, you'll be unable but to supply kindness to them. That would be the only, the only option available because you want them to be part of our family. If we have that attitude when we visit, we will be unable to do anything but give them love and kindness in the way that, that we greet them, in the way that we talk to them. And then there's kind of the, the big step for tonight. That's the actual sending. Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 13 says, And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. This is finally where we get to cross the bridge. We've made our list of contacts. We've written our cards. We've built those bridges of love and compassion to people. And we've welcomed those that have come and, and visited us, which is hopefully the case for a, a lot of them. But now we get to go to those who haven't had that face-to-face -face interaction with us. Once specific people have been identified that need a visit, Adam's going to contact somebody on our visiting team and let them know who needs a visit, who they are, what's their address. And then it's your opportunity to get to go to that person or family or people. And you get to evangelize. You get to share your faith. You get to do maybe have the first conversation they've had with a Christian, with, with a child of God, a person in the kingdom of God, maybe in their entire lives. And it's going to be a really really cool opportunity. And we're going to get to that, more about that, in a minute. But essentially, each time you visit someone, it's going to end in three ways. One way is they're not interested in Central. They're not interested in really learning more about the Bible or about God or about our church family. And like I said, that's unfortunate, but that's going to happen. And that's, you know, that's the way it is. And like Jesus said, you know, just shake the dust off your feet and move on. Don't take it personally. Right, Jesus said that he was, he was rejected, and so we might get rejected too. And that's okay, and that's certainly one way that it could end. But two, another way that it could, that it could go is they are interested in Central, but they're, they're not really ready for, for a study or, or for much more. But they're interested, and they still want maybe to receive cards, or they may, they may be interested in coming to visit at least. That's a really good response, and that's certainly something to work with and something to encourage. 
A third way that it could end, which would be awesome, is that they do want a Bible study. They do want to know more about Central. They want to come, start coming to a lot of different things, and they want to study God's Word. That is a wonderful opportunity. And that leads us to the fifth part, is to the study. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 31. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise, and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. If we are truly all in when it comes to evangelism, we should not be surprised when some people really do want to study the Bible. And we need to be prepared when people do want to study the Bible. You know, I think sometimes we can get so enthusiastic about about going out into all the world and about being evangelistic, about reaching all the people, that when somebody actually wants to have a Bible study, we're not prepared for that. What, you actually want to know more about God? And we maybe prepare for all the rejection and, and all the disappointment that when something good does happen, when a soul is touched, when a soul is interested, maybe we're caught off guard and we're not prepared. God's Word is powerful. And it convicts hearts, it reaches souls, and it will change eternities. So we should not be surprised when the truth of God, when the truth of God's word, when the love of God's people motivates someone to want to know more. We should be ready. And you know, not everyone will want to study the Bible, but some will. And it would be incredibly negligent of us to be unprepared when it comes to actually sharing our faith and the word of God. The Bible studies are coming. The spiritual conversations are coming, and we are going to be ready. So in an effort to prepare all of us, the next three Sundays are going to be spent on going through back to the Bible and how to have a Bible study, how to share your faith with someone else. And I hope that it's never said of the Central Church of Christ that when somebody wanted to study the Bible, we didn't know what to do. I hope that it said that when somebody wanted to study the Bible, we were ready, we were prepared, and we had an answer for them, that we could share our faith with them. If we were truly going to be the church of Christ, when people ask to know more about the Bible and about Jesus and about our faith, we need to be like Philip. We need to be ready with an answer. We need to be ready to study right then and there, because that may be our one opportunity. Now, not everyone is ready to lead a Bible study. And so we are going to also have team members standing by that are ready to have a Bible study if you are not ready at that moment to do a Bible study. Because that's okay. Not everyone is at the same level and ready to have a Bible study. Hopefully we all get there one day, but we're all at different levels of our spiritual journey. So it may be that you're visiting somebody, and, and at the end of your conversation, they're ready for a Bible study, and, and you're ready, you're ready to, to share your faith and to open God's Word. That's great. Do it. Lead it. Lead that study. But it could be you're visiting somebody, and they're ready for a Bible study, and, and you're not quite there yet. That's okay. Tell them that you're going to set up a Bible study between them and somebody else at Central who, who is going to, to lead them through the Bible, who's going to teach them God's Word. 
And don't just point them to them. Stay for that study whenever that's set up. Learn from that other Christian how to do a Bible study. Learn from their example. But make sure that they get to the person they need to get to. And we're going to have those, those, that team of people set up too as well that you can lean on, that you can rely on whenever that opportunity presents itself. So select, specify, supply, send, and study. That's kind of our framework for visiting our, our people that are in our lives that need Jesus. But let's go back to the send step. What do people need from you when you are visiting them? The first thing people need from you is identification. We don't live in a culture where you can just walk up to someone's house and, and everyone's cool with it. That, that's not necessarily the culture we live in, maybe at one time. But that's one of the reasons that we send cards, is so that people are familiar with who we are and who we represent. It's building that bridge that allows a visit to be less weird and less kind of out of nowhere, out of the blue. But even with cards, when you visit someone, the first thing that we need to do is identify that we are part of the Central Church of Christ. And if they've been reading their cards, um, if they've been even a little bit appreciative of them, they're going to know that you're with that group of people that loves them. And maybe they think it's weird that we write them cards. Maybe they think it's strange. But they'll at least know that you're part of a group of people that care for them. It's going to break some barriers down that you're with the Central Church of Christ that wrote to them when they had that surgery. Or you're with that church that wrote to them when they lost a loved one. And they may not know who you are, but they do know who you represent and who you are with. And that's going to make a difference. But after you've identified yourself, show a sincere interest. Ask them about their life. Ask them about their story. Where did they come from? How did they end up in the, in the area that they live now? What is their job? What, what are the things they have done? What are some things you have in common? What are their interests? Who are they? Show a sincere interest in their life. But don't just, you know, act interested. Actually be interested. People, and you know this because you can do this, people can tell the difference between a show and between sincerity. It's as good as an actor or an actress as you are, usually people can tell. So develop a heart and an attitude that is interested in who they are. And sometimes that may take praying before you go on a visit. Lord, help me to be interested in who this person is and what they value and what we have in common. Because that's going to go a long way into helping them be more receptive to what you have to share. But in addition to a sincere interest in them and who they are, you need to ask good questions. There is no such thing as just a question. There are good questions and there are bad questions. For example, if I'm trying to teach you about baptism and, I, and about the necessity of it, I could ask you this. Don't you believe that baptism is essential for salvation? If you're a teacher out there, you know that that's a really bad question. And that's a bad question for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is because I haven't pushed you to think at all. I just spoon-fed you the answer. Really, a better question would be, what do you believe you have to do to be saved, and why? And then listen for the answer. That has pushed somebody to think critically. That's pushed somebody to actually come up with an answer based on what they believe, instead of spoon-feeding them an answer. And that's just one, one example. But when it comes to visiting, 
sometimes we can ask questions that really get us nowhere at all, that really don't push the conversation along. But rather, we need good questions. And most of you probably know where I'm going with this. The three questions that Rob went over and over again were these three very simple questions that are on the back of your cards. What do you think about the Central Church of Christ? Do you know a lot about the Central Church of Christ? Would you like to know more about the Central Church of Christ? That forces them to tell you where they're at, to tell you what they think, and it allows you to push the conversation in a direction. It could be, the direction could be the end of the conversation. It could. But also it could be the beginning of their walk with Christ. It could be the beginning of that conversation. And those questions allow you to move your conversation that way, which is incredibly important. It's important to ask good conversations. Because after those questions have been asked, you're going to find yourself in one of three outcomes, the ones we mentioned earlier. Either they're not interested, and all right, I, I'm sorry about that, but I appreciate the conversation. Maybe they are a little bit, but they're not ready for, for much more. Or let's, let's learn about, I would want to learn about the Central Church of Christ. I want to learn about this Jesus that, that you worship. And that's when you point them to the next step. Regardless of the outcome, we must be ready as Christians to give people the next step. If they are not interested at all, or they are somewhat but, but aren't really ready for a Bible study, you can leave them a card. You can let them know that we're still going to be thinking and praying for them. Or you can still invite them to come visit us or, or to come to anything that we're doing in the future. But if they are interested, if they are ready for a Bible study, then either you will be trained to have a study with them, or you'll know somebody here in part of your, your church family that is ready to have a Bible study with them. And you can set them up with that study and give them the next step towards becoming a child of God. No matter what, the seed has been planted and the door has been left open. When an insider goes out, this is simply one step of many for reaching people. But it's an important one because not everybody comes to the church building. Sometimes the church has to go out to them. Really, a lot of times the church has to go out to them. And maybe that's the only chance that they have in meeting a Christian and actually having a godly conversation and influence. And that's an incredibly special opportunity. It's an incredibly crucial opportunity and we want to make the most of that, and we want all of us to be able to feel prepared and confident when those situations arise. I want to leave you with, with two verses, one, one little section of Scripture as we close tonight. Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who visit those who don't have the good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who invite someone to come hear the good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. I hope all of us are thinking about somebody right now. I hope all of us are thinking about a way that we can plug in to this congregational effort at evangelism. And it's really not about what I say or about what the elders say. It's what Jesus has said. 
Because this is what he wants from his church, from his people. So are you part of that? Are you working to help those around us become a part of the body of Christ? I hope you are. We're here for you for whatever you need as your church family. If you have any need at all, please come as we stand and we sing.